You are now listening to I Am Vibrant, the podcast that helps you reboot your brain and reprogram your subconscious mind to feel good on purpose and create a life you love. Warning, miracles may occur. Let's join today's episode. London, I want to welcome you to the I Am Vibrant podcast, the podcast here to help you free yourself and align yourself with your deepest desires and retrain your brain and all your subconscious programming so that you can be in that alignment and really cultivate a life that you love. And today is such an important topic for moving toward that state of being. Today, I'm here to talk about how to set yourself free from perfectionism. So first of all, before we can free ourselves from perfectionism, we really need to understand what it is and what it does and how it works. So I'm going to start with a Wikipedia definition, and then I definitely have some things to add myself. But Wikipedia tells us that perfectionism in the field of psychology is a personality trait characterized by a person's striving for flawlessness and setting high, high performance standards, accompanied by very critical self-evaluation and concern of others' evaluations of us. So does that sound like a very free way to live? Not to me. That sounds like complete and total bondage, this critical of self, this nature of being so critical of self, of being so concerned what everybody else thinks about you, having standards that are impossible, that are a setup, and expecting yourself to be completely flawless. Well, we're gonna break free from that today, and I'm gonna teach you today what perfection is from a much deeper perspective, and also most importantly, how to set yourself free. So what's the real problem with perfectionism? Some people wear it like a badge of honor, right? Um, and, and they boast about it, <laughs> and they're, proud that their whole family is that way. And it's almost like something that has been inherited, a, a, a positive trait that's been inherited. But here's what's actually wrong with perfectionism. Perfectionism at the core doesn't feel good. Perfectionism also affects your physical and your mental health. And perfectionism actually blocks accomplishment. It prevents you from having accomplishments. It also lowers your self-confidence and it increases your self-doubt. And anytime you are doubting yourself, you cannot be loving yourself. Those two things cannot exist in the same place at the same time. So self-doubt means you're not in a state of self-love. And to me, the biggest, biggest problem with perfectionism is that it's a complete and total dream killer because it stops you from going for the things that you really want in life. It stops you from living your purpose. It stops you from leading a mission in the world. And that's why I'm here to talk about how to break free from that because the world really needs your gifts and your mission. So in this training, I'm gonna teach you how to recognize perfectionism in all its form, forms and how it's affecting you, how to free yourself from it with mind, body and soul techniques, and also how to learn the greater, greater benefit of imperfectionism, because imperfectionism is ultimate self-love. It's ultimate self-acceptance. It's ultimate peace, imperfectionism. So um, what is perfectionism really? We heard Wikipedia's view. To me, perfectionism 
is not an innate personality, although people think that it is. It is a learned behavior. It's a conditioned way of thinking. In some cases, perfectionism is an emotional response. And here's the thing that you may not ever have thought of. Perfectionism is also biochemical. There is neurotransmitters that when they're not present, you will be prone to be more perfectionistic than when they are present. And we'll talk about that. What else is perfectionism? Well, it's, it's cousins. It's similar behaviors are people pleasing, fear, resistance, self-doubt, even self-sabotage, even though it's this badge of honor in our culture. Perfectionism causes or contributes to anxiety, to overwhelm, to procrastination, to comparison, to hiding, and to shutting down to not be yourself. It gets in your way. It keeps you in the spin cycle. And that's why it's so important to break free of this. And what I want to say also about what perfectionism is, so we've learned it can be biochemical, it can be psychological, emotional, there's conditioning involved. All of that is true, actually. All of that is true. It's a combination of all of those things. And that's true for every single human being that has perfectionism. And really for any human being that has anything. And when you have a combination of things, um, or, or the root cause rather, is always a combination. We're mental, we're emotional, we're physical, we're spiritual. And any root cause of any issue is always a combination of all of those things. And so it's no different with perfectionism. But I do want to touch on the biochemical because a lot of people don't realize that perfectionism is a clinical symptom of low serotonin. The root cause is low serotonin. And so if you have that already, and then you're in a situation where there's emotional payoff in your family for being perfectionistic, and there's social conditioning from your, maybe your, um, your school or your teachers, it builds and builds, it builds momentum. But here's the thing to know, if the root cause is low serotonin, then even when you rewrite the conditioning, if you don't heal and restore those serotonin levels, you're going to be very vulnerable to falling back into a state of perfectionism. So know that. Know that biochemically, perfectionism it, at its root cause is low serotonin. And then also what happens, because it's so stressful to live in, in a state of um, not being perfect all the time and being critical of yourself all the time, this actually increases your stress level, which increases your cortisol production. And your cortisol production is your stress coping chemical, but it literally affects your digestive tract down to uh, affecting how you absorb necessary enzymes and bacterias and acid for proper digestion, for metabolism, for absorption. So you stay hungry which means you may overeat, you may eat for emotional soothing, and you may be eating things that are not healthy for you in a lot of other ways. And you're doing it because your perfectionism has driven you to be in such a place of stress. So there are many levels and many tiers and many components of perfectionism. And before we talk about even more of those, I want to talk about how you recognize it, because awareness is the key for anything. Anything you're going to shift in yourself, you need to come to awareness of it or you can't possibly shift it. So 
how are you, how do you know when you are in perfectionism mode? How do you recognize when you're in that mindset of perfectionism? Well, there's dozens of ways, so, and I won't be able to cover them all. So take some notes, but don't be perfect about it. But here's one sign. You're in perfectionism when you're in information overload or information constipation, I call it. When you need to research more and more and more and more, but you never take any action. And to, the only way to know something is actually to have a felt experience with it, to, to be it, to do it. So this spin cycle of learning more and more, I need to know, know more, I need to research more. This is actually a sign of perfectionism. So notice if your mind is going there. Another sign of perfectionism is thinking in terms of all or nothing. If things are all or nothing, right or wrong, good or bad, black and white, that's it. That's a sign of perfectionism as well. Also, if you don't delegate and if you've ever said or thought something like, well, nobody can do it as well as I can. And then what usually happens if you're not delegating and nobody can do it as well as you can is that you rarely complete things because there's always more to do and you never feel done. That's a sign of perfectionism. Another sign is using the word should a lot. Also being concerned with what people think. If it's more important to you than anything else, than even what you think, or even then if you get it done or not, that's the people pleasing cousin right there. Another sign to be aware of that you're in the mindset of perfectionism is to avoid, if you avoid competition or being compared in any way, you are so unique. Your situation, your reason this won't work, your insert fill in the blank is so unique that you know you just can't be put in a box with others. That can be, it's true, every single human being is unique, but when that is getting in your way where you're avoiding actually putting yourself out there because of the fear of the competition or the fear of being compared, or you're avoiding things by using the I'm so unique story, then that's perfectionism. Your imperfectionism also if you ruminate on your mistakes or if you have a rigid, impossible standard for yourself and others. And here's the thing, if you have it a, a rigid, impossible standard for yourself, you have it for others and vice versa. So whenever somebody is really rigid or harsh with me, I'm pretty compassionate <laughs> and understanding because I know they are twice as hard on themselves and I know they must be living in this captivity of a perfectionist mind. Also perfectionism, you'll be critical of others. You'll notice and point out flaws a lot. And you'll find yourself trying to write the world like, you know, you know how other people should be doing things. You know how things should be done. And your mind might be resisting this right now. If this applies to you, you do not like this list that I just read off. Then there's a good chance that you are a perfectionist. And I want you to know this is keeping you from love. This is keeping you from curiosity. This is keeping you from fun. This is keeping you from having other experiences. So I mentioned that there are a lot of reasons for perfectionism. We talked about the biochemical. Um, I want to touch on sometimes it's conditioning. Maybe you grew up in a family that just promoted perfectionism and was harsh and critical with you. I have that experience, so I know how that is. Um, maybe you felt, maybe you were taught and conditioned that perfectionism was an edge or an advantage. Maybe you grew up with programming that was what will people think. That was one of my mom's favorite expressions. 
Um, and if that's the case, as an adult, you get to decide now that these programs and patterns just don't work for you. And you can acknowledge them and you can release them. Hi, this is Leah Lunn. Join me February 1st and 2nd, 2020 in beautiful Palm Springs, California for the I Am Vibrant Girls Weekend Getaway. You'll learn to detox anything in your life that brings you down or gets in your way so that you can be the powerful creator of your own life. Full details are available at www.onewholehealth.com forward slash Vibrant Girls Weekend. And then sometimes they're psychological or we are staying in perfectionism for sake of trying to uh, feel better or, or not feel a painful emotion. So sometimes perfectionism is a self-sabotage where you avoid anything that, where you possibly could fail because you don't want to feel that emotion of failure. And um, it's a way that can get you off the hook. It is a self-sabotage because if you're avoiding every everything where you could possibly fail, what are you going to do? Not much, <laughs> not much at all, or avoid making a mistake. Perfectionism is a way that you perfect your image also. So as I mentioned, there's multiple causes and including the biochemical and there's multiple impact, including keeping you from pursuing your authentic purpose, your mission, your passion in the world. And then there's other physical outcomes of a life of perfectionism as well. In addition to the depression and the anxiety and the other things that come from low serotonin, um, in children, we're even seeing that high levels of perfectionism can lead to social anxiety, OCD, binge eating, self-harm, chronic fatigue syndrome, insomnia, chronic headaches. This is in children and adults, all of these stress-related conditions. There are even studies in Europe and Australia that the greater your perfectionism, the more psychological disorders you will likely experience. So there's many causes and there's many ways that perfectionism is a hindrance to you. And so now I wanna shift and talk about what are the greater benefits of imperfection? Because that's part of how you free yourself from something and make a change is you need to understand Everything we do is for good reasons. So if you're a perfectionist, there's something you're getting out of it. And you'll be able to shift that when you see that there's something better that you can get out of being an imperfectionist. There's a bigger payoff for actually being imperfect. So here's some of the benefits of being imperfect. It makes you happy and less frustrated. It actually helps you connect with people because you're more relatable and you're more authentic. And it prevents you from isolating because you don't have this fear of comparison, which means you'll have better relationships, you'll laugh more, you'll be a better model for children, a model of self-acceptance, you'll learn more because you're willing to put yourself out there and experiment, and you'll grow. You'll have deeper experiences by trying to figure things out and by trying to do things and, and really being part of the world. And you'll love yourself, which puts you in deeper connection to higher power. And so finding those things out of what I said there, or if it's something else, lock in, anchor down your reasons, your benefits for being imperfect. Because once you know why you want to do something, anything, you are much more likely to do it. 
and that includes being imperfectionist. So find the reason that really touches your heart so that whenever you're tempted to be a perfectionist again, you can lock back into that reason and know that it's a much better idea for you to be an imperfectionist. Some of you are familiar with the nurse that conducted a survey with in palliative care with people that were dying and they listed out their deepest regrets. And the number one regret was, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself and not the life that others expected of me. Perfectionism gets in the way of this. And so that might be your reason to lock into right there because you wanna live a life that's true to you. And on your dying day, you don't wanna have the regret of, of standing behind and really hiding behind perfectionism. So how do you let go? How do you free yourself? Well, you can do this from a body, mind, and spirit perspective. So with the body, every time you keep your nervous system calm or return your nervous system to parasympathetic to rest and digest, this will help with perfectionism. So these are all the mindfulness practices that I know you're familiar with, things like meditation and deep breathing and yoga poses. But anything, keeping in mind, perfectionism is a stress response. Get yourself back to parasympathetic. Break a sweat, spend time in solitude, breathe, learn to be with your emotion, express gratitude. All of this will help your body, help your mind set, set itself free from perfectionism. Then there's also things that you can do that are emotionally related. So whenever you can identify an emotion in your body, you're better able to handle it. So every time you feel an emotion that's uncomfortable for you, pause and take a deep breath and really try to name that emotion. And it might be um, fear and it might be shame. And here's the thing. Here's the thing I didn't say earlier because I wanted to make a big point of it now. One of the root causes, the emotional root cause, so there's biochemical root causes of perfectionism, there's conditioning, but the root psychological or emotional cause of perfectionism is shame. So anytime that you feel a little bit of shame, it might present itself in other ways. Anger is a really common way for shame to present itself because anger is a more um, accessible emotion. But anytime you're feeling something like anger, before you act, pause, breathe, and say to yourself, oh, I'm feeling anger. Oh, and what I'm really feeling is, and see if it might not be shame or fear or guilt or something else. Because to know your emotion is to, is to retrain yourself, to recondition yourself, to be okay with feeling that emotion so that you don't have to go about pretending to be perfect. Another thing that you can do to break free of this perfectionism is drop the armor. And that's scary because again, we have this fear of feeling. And armor, perfectionism is a part of the armor and it keeps you safe from feeling that. So be vulnerable anyway, even though you can, now you learn to feel your feeling, it might, you might feel that feeling again. You might feel that shame, feel that guilt again, but be okay with it and allow yourself to even tell people about it. Those are two ways 
to free yourself from emotionally induced perfectionism. Now let's talk about mindset, which is conditioning, mental patterns. To free yourself from mental patterns of perfectionism, um, one of the most powerful ways is to shift from ever seeing anything as a mistake and to just simply start to see it in terms of a gap between what you were trying to do and what actually happened. And if you refer to it even that way as a gap, it was just a gap between my expectation and my reality or my goal and what I accomplished. It was simply a gap and I'll try again. This actually is a, a form of a success mindset. And a success mindset just redirects failures. And the more practiced you can get at that, the less perfectionism will bother you. You can also shift your mind to think about only what you can do. You can release any all or nothing thinking. You can know that there is no later, just go ahead and make decisions right now, take action. And the more action you take, the more you break free of your perfectionism. It's really interesting how the mind works. You know, the mind tries to keep you safe. It tries to keep you behind that armor of perfectionism, but you have the power to lead your own mind to redirect your own mind and say, nope, we're gonna do it anyway. The biggest shift that I know and have seen and have experienced in mental thinking regarding perfectionism is to stop personalizing things. When something happens, it's not usually what actually happened that gets us upset. And it's not usually what might happen that keeps us in perfectionism. It's what we think might happen so first of all, we're in fantasy land because we're thinking something's going to happen if they see the real me, something's going to happen if I don't do this perfectly. So we're projecting into the future in a fantasy, which is not reality, but also what truly, truly bothers us and hurts us about that is usually what we make it mean about us. So if you stop personalizing things, whatever is happening, you won't have a need for perfectionism because you'll be good with whatever happens. You won't need to hide behind the armor of perfectionism. So in closing, I covered a lot of causes of perfectionism and the reality is your perfectionism is caused by a combination of those things. I also taught you things that you can do with your body, with your emotional patterns and with your mental patterns to free yourself from perfectionism. It is so worth it. It's not always easy in the beginning, but it is so worth it to, to free yourself of this bondage, this true bondage, where sometimes it's so intense you can't even breathe. So I hope that you take what you heard here and put it into action and set yourself free from this perfectionism. You've been listening to I Am Vibrant, the podcast that helps you reboot your brain and reprogram your subconscious mind to feel good on purpose and create a life you love.